It is time to recap a week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark, and here are your hosts, Noah Manderfeld and J.D. Pellegrino. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Bark. I'm Noah Manderfeld, the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System, and alongside me is J.D. Pellegrino, a sports writer for the Times-Delphic. J.D., how you doing? I'm good. I'm tired. Today has been a very long day. Same here, man. The weather it's a Monday. Just, the weather hasn't been great, and on top of that, it's a Monday, and I just, I just don't know. I've just been tired all day, Noah. Yeah, yeah. You're also rocking the orange rain jacket. The I orange rain it. jacket a, with the nice navy blue pants, you know, uh, representative of the Bears and this awful weather because the Bears played awful this last week with Mitch Trubisky not knowing what he's bad. doing. There's talks about the Bears potentially making a move for Cam Newton. Wow. That would be that, huge. When's the deadline coming that, up? I have, I do not know. It's coming up soon. It's coming up in a couple weeks, but that would be a big move. And if you're Bears. Bears fans, I mean, you could be getting Cam Newton, but uh, we've got a lot of talk about this week. We've got football. They talked about two weeks ago. So last week we didn't do an episode because we were on fall break. We weren't at Drake uh, and on campus. So we are just going to talk about the last two weeks in Drake Sports for this episode. So we've got football's team a couple weeks ago, men's soccer, women's soccer, and volleyball. But first, I'm going to throw it over to JD with football. Football has improved to three and three, but the main thing, three and zero in conference two weeks ago. Drake played Butler in Indiana, and the offense, led by freshman quarterback Ian Corwin, was nothing shy of outstanding in this game. Corwin completed 25 of 32 passes for 265 yards, three scores, averaging 8.3 yards per pass. But the caveat, zero turnovers. Mm -hmm. This is something that we haven't really seen too much of. Usually Corwin turns the ball over like once a game, but I think this is exactly where he needs to be at right now, throwing for a large chunk of yards, no turnovers, finding all of his best targets. Let's talk about these fifth-year players, though. Noah, tight end Devin Cates and Mm -hmm. running back Drew Lauer are two of the most productive players on this offense. For sure. Drew Lauer and Cates both snapped. Lauer reached a season-high 124 yards on 26 carries. This is the most productive game that we've seen out of Lauer, perhaps in our time here at Drake. In addition to his monstrous ground game, he scored two rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown, giving him a nice hat trick. The dominant Drake receiving core was led by Cates, who tallied nine receptions for 103 yards and then two scores. He averaged 11.4 yards per reception. So dominant. So dominant. And, you know, Devin Cates has that big six-foot, five-inch frame that just makes it very hard for opposing defenses. But I want to look at some of the key plays that really helped Drake win this game. This wasn't one that Butler should have won by any means. But we're going to kick it off with some key plays right here. So, speaking of kicking it off, opening kickoff, Drake kicks it off to Butler But Drake's dominant special teams unit set the tone of that game, making a clutch play on the game's opening kickoff. Drake kicked the ball off to Kayvon Samuels. Samuels took the ball out 11 yards to the Butler 14, but redshirt junior linebacker Jacob Lewis was there for Drake, and he knocked the ball out. Sophomore linebacker Declan Carr jumped on the ball, giving Drake a first down at the Butler 14. That was a huge play right there to begin the game. From there, Lauer carried the ball four times for seven yards, finishing off the drive with the game's first score on a rushing touchdown. Moving forward, Lauer notched his second touchdown of the game with a 22-yard pass from Corwin five minutes into the second quarter to give Drake a 14-7 lead after Drake let up their lone score on defense. Moving forward, Lauer scored his third 
touchdown of the game, three straight to give the Bulldogs a lead, 21-7 on a two-yard rush. He had five carries for 33 yards on the drive, which the possession also saw a drive-propelling first down catch by none other than Cates for a 12-yard gain on third and two. Drake's defense in the first half, they were absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. They forced five punts and only allowed the one touchdown. This is exactly the type of production that we're capable of seeing from this team and that we expect. The turnover didn't come until the second half, but Cates owned the second half. Like we just mentioned, his large frame, he caught all four of his targets for 53 yards and two touchdowns in the second half. In the first two possessions for Drake, all four of his passes that he caught were over 10 yards, and he helped the score advance to 35-7 over Butler. To wrap up the game, defensive possession, PFL standout safety Will Warner sealed the game with a 14-yard pick of his own, returned it 14 yards to the 14-yard line. That pretty much sealed the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the game in a nutshell. There was no Butler offense. They they tried throwing with a couple different people. The run game wasn't there. They only hit four receivers. But Ian Corwin, Drew Lauer, Devin Cates, they were doing what they wanted out there. Yeah, this offense was absolutely dominant. And you're exactly right about Ian Corwin. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about Ian Corwin in conference play because this is now three games they've won all three in conference play right and uh he's now has 674 yards nine touchdowns and only one interception in conference play we talk about non-conference being preseason games that's absolutely right in this case and he's completing 72 percent of his passes he's dominant the rushing game is dominant i mean and devin cates and drew lauer it's just you know really good weapons for ian corwin to use and also when you've got the running game going the offense can really click, and both facets of this offense are clicking right now, J.D. Yeah, and talk about consistency. Ian Corwin, if you you split those games up, look at his averages across all three of those games. He's virtually having the same performance in all of those games. Mm -hmm. He's elevating his running back, he's elevating his receivers, and that is exactly what he needs to be doing at this point in the season. We've been talking about Drake the beginning of their conference schedule is a little bit easier than the second half. You know, they've got games coming up against Moorhead State. They're not a, they're not an awful team. Drake should beat mm-hmm. them, but they're not bad. In 2 weeks, they're going to be playing San Diego. That is that's a game right there. Both Drake and San Diego are tied for first in the Pioneer Football League at 3 and 0, and from there it it doesn't get any easier. They play Dayton, they play Marist, and it's going to come down to the very end of the season. But a win this week against Moorhead State and then next week against San Diego very well could be the Pioneer Football League Championship. And that's what it always comes down to, San Diego. And uh, I just want to talk a little bit, too, about the opponents that they've played because if you look at the past defense for the opponents they've played, so they've played so far, uh, they've played Butler, they've played Marist, and they've played Valparaiso, right? Um, for In terms of pass defense, Valparaiso, they're fourth in the Pioneer Football League, but Butler and Maris are seventh and eighth. Scoring defense, Butler is ninth. Um, they've also played uh, Marist, who is sixth. And then they played Valparaiso, who's 10th in scoring defense. Scoring offense as well, uh, because their defense has played so well. Butler, Valparaiso, and Maris are the bottom three in the conference. So that is, I mean, calm your excitement a little bit, just because they are playing easy teams. But when you look at San Diego and how they've played right now, they do look a lot more beatable. They beat uh, Davidson 37-17. to Valparaiso got 17 points to get them against them, although they did score 42 points. And then they scored 31 versus Maris, 31-7. to That was dominant. Um, if Drake can keep this defense up, 
I think Ian Corwin can make the plays to beat San Diego, which is something we didn't think we would be saying three weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. And I think the past three weeks have been huge, huge, huge confidence boosters for both the defense and the offense. So if you had to pick playing your toughest three games at the very beginning or playing them a little bit later in the season, I would say play them later in the season. Make sure that you can elevate your level of play, Mm -hmm. get those easy games out of the way, but they also help you find your identity as a team. So Drake is now 3-0 in conference, tied with San Diego after this bye week. Next week they host Moorhead State on Saturday, October 26th in Drake Stadium. Kickoff set for 1 p.m., Noah. Men's soccer. Men's soccer. And we're going to talk about the last two weeks in men's soccer. Um, and so a couple weeks ago, their team started with a rain-shortened one nothing win over Evansville. And this was something that it was raining all second half. There was rain looming. And so they knew something was going to happen. And the rain came down with about 12 minutes left to go. But, Drake, they started it off on a penalty kick from Eric Fainer. He used a stutter step. He went uh, The goalkeeper faked left, and then Fainer went right. And that was you know just a beautiful penalty kick. That's what you look for. And that was... Uh, early on in the game. And then with 12 minutes left, lightning struck as rain was pouring down. So, of course, they had to delay the game. Every time a lightning strike comes down, it's 30 seconds. And you cannot start a kickoff two hours after or three hours after the game started. And so once it hit 8.31 and that lightning strike happened, they could not play the game any further. The game was called and Drake won. Luke Anderson made three saves in that win. They then traveled to Missouri State where they fell 3-1. to one, And Drake, they... They just struggled throughout this game. They got outshot 6-2 in the first half. They escaped, though, with a 1-1 tie at half. Um, but that wasn't really going to last if they were going to continue to play the way they were. And after an equalizing goal by William Wilson in the 44th minute, Drake's offense really went silent. They were outshot 11-2 in that second half. Wilson, he got a, a red card uh, when he took down an attacker with a wide open net, and that just gave the, the attacker a penalty kick who made it. Uh, Wilson came off. They were shorthanded, and it really got messy from there. They were outshot 17-3 to overall in the game. Um, and so that was – Missouri State's a really good team. So they're undefeated this year. Drake didn't really expect to come out of that game with a win, but um, still in the manner that it happened, Drake was thoroughly dominated. This past week, they then visited Evansville to on a rematch, and they won 2 to nothing. And Zagusi, he got a penalty kick goal in the 21st minute before Isvan Wilhelms, he scored in the 74th minute. And Drake actually in this game got outshot. Evansville came out firing. Uh, they were trying to basically get anything to the net that they could. And that really showed because three of their 15 shot attempts actually uh, were at the net. Drake had 12 shot attempts with seven on goal. Um, And Drake, they should have won this game um, with Evansville struggles because Evansville is not a good team at all. And so they do sweep them on the season. Uh, But Drake did require some defense in order to do that. Um, So... Missouri State, they're undefeated this year. Talked about that earlier. They showed it. Drake had a tough time. Then they took on Evansville, and they won. Not much was really learned from this past week, um, but they sure hope to improve a little bit more next week uh, on their 7-6 and six record, 4-3 and three in the Missouri Valley Conference, playing Valparaiso at 7 p.m. on Wednesday before traveling to Loyola on Sunday, October 27th at 1 p.m. Let's move over to the women's side where they had – probably the best two weeks they've had all season long. They finally scored in their uh, in their game versus Evansville on the road to win one to nothing. They scored in the 43rd minute off of Cassie Rohan, and that was the first goal all season for her and the Bulldogs' first in the first half. They hadn't scored a goal in the first half all season long until due, that game. They were due. They were due. They matched Evansville in the shot department, amounting 10 shots to 11, or Evansville's 11, but Drake had six on goal. 
uh, and that was enough. This was also Lindsey Horner, uh, her the head coach for the team, her 100th win of her career. They followed that up with another outstanding week, starting with a 2-0 win over Northern Iowa, in which they were in control all game long. There was a lot of Northern Iowa fans, as there are at these rivalry games, and Drake was in control. They scored multiple games for the second time all season long. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, this is only the second time they scored more than one goal. Uh, it started on an attack from Olivia Bruce, who scored her second of the season before half. Then Lindsay uh, Gortson, she scored on a set piece. That was her first career goal to make it 2 nothing in the 65th minute. And Kelsey Stone, she shut down UNI in front of the big UNI crowd to give Drake the win. They then played a third consecutive dominant game versus Indiana State in which they had a 20 to 6 shot advantage, 63% possession rate, and they won 1 to nothing. Abby Stephenson, she scored her first goal of the season in the 63rd minute after a few missed opportunities including a missed penalty kick, but Abby Stephenson finally broke through and Drake got that win. Now Drake doesn't have a prolific offense, JD, but defense can win you games and big games. We saw it last year and Drake has a really good defense this year and if they can just scratch across one or two goals, we could see them winning some games. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what you've just talked about. It looks like we are seeing this team kind of flip the the way that they have been playing. Mm-hmm. It's they're being more of the aggressor in a game where you need to be aggressive, you need to take shots, you need to know what you're doing. And we have seen that, as you just mentioned, that last stat line with their shots on goal versus Indiana State, I believe it was twenty to six shot advantage and a sixty three percent possession rate. That's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. We have seen them jump from near the bottom of the MVC standings to fifth now. They're three and two. Missouri State, Illinois State, and Loyola are above them. Of course, Loyola is five and zero, oh, and then Illinois State is four and one. I think that there is a lot that can happen. I think that we can see a tournament like last year, except we might we might come in a little bit better this year than we did last year. But I think we I think we ruled out the women's soccer team a little bit too early. And they're really figuring it out right now. I think you're exactly right. And just a quick reference back to last year, uh, Drake, they finished last year 9-9-1 nine, nine and one overall, 5-1-1 one and one in conference. So they really turned it on in conference play. And they're now 3-2 and two in conference play, by the way, after these two wins. And then they went to the conference tournament and defeated Evansville and then lost to Loyola just barely in the semifinals. So they could definitely turn it on in the conference tournament. They're going to try to do that, but first they've got to play a couple more games, one versus Valparaiso on Saturday, October 26th at 4 p.m. I'm going to spike it over to you, J.D. Man, <laughs> I was it, bad. Does not, it doesn't get any easier for volleyball. No. The volleyball team is not playing good, to, to put it nicely. They haven't won a game since September 27th against Indiana State in a conference home opener where they won by a hair in sets 3-2. to two. They've fallen in seven straight and dropped to last place in the MVC. Last last place. Mm-hmm. The worst part is that they've all been ugly losses. They have lost either, they've either gotten swept 3-0 or they've barely gotten away with a set win. Looking back to their last win of the season, it was against Indiana State on September 27th. And since then, they've lost three to one to Evansville, three to one to Loyola, three to one Southern Illinois, three to one Missouri State, three to zero Illinois State, three to one Bradley, and then most recently, three to zero against UNI. UNI is a good team, but but Drake is not this bad. I don't know what's happening, but they're definitely not winning. No. Um. So looking over at the Bradley game, that's probably that's probably the best thing that we have to look at in terms of high notes. 
Drake Volleyball nearly made program history in this game in a defensive battle with Bradley on Saturday, October 12th in the Knapp Center. The two teams combined for 243 digs in the four sets that they played. Bradley won 3-1, to one, but there was a lot to look at there, seeing defense, seeing everybody not get discouraged but still be going for the ball was something that was great to see. Drake had 117 digs, the fourth most in program history, and Bradley's 126 were the second most in a four-set match in the nation this season. So in a game where Drake really grinded, Bradley just wanted it a little bit more. A career-high 34 digs by Kylie Mackey led Drake's defensive efforts. Fellow defender Matty Ford recorded a season-high 22 digs, and Emily Plock added 14 digs in addition to her career-high 28 kills. Those 28 kills came on a game-high 88 attempts, all in the loss. Bradley had four players notch double-figure kills, with Rachel Pranger's 19 leading the way, followed by the 16 kills and 32 digs from Hannah Thompson, Libero Emma Rally added an MVC record 48 digs for the Braves. This is just one of the best games that we are going to see all season. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Drake didn't win, and we hope that Drake can start to win more. But if we're looking at the stat line, if we're looking at statistics and how both teams played, I mean, it, it was a great game. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still a loss. And when you look at their overall record now, the Missouri Valley Conference, 1-7, um, and this is kind of reminiscent of their three-year run between 2012 and 2013, in which they got four conference wins in 2012, uh, zero in 2013. They won two games overall. That was Darren McRoom's first season. And then three and 15 in 2014. And ever since then, they've been posting some pretty good conference records. They got six in 2015. They've gotten better each year, eight in 2016. And it's, it, you know, they got a lot last year. Um, but really, this is just, it's, it's not been good. No, and Drake has 10 games left in the Missouri Valley Conference play before the tournament starts. Yeah. If they were to win out all 10 of those games, well, one, I think that would be a very good sign because they would go in with some confidence. But if they did, they still would probably be somewhere around fourth maybe mm-hmm. by the end of the season uh, when conference play concludes. I don't know what they're going to have to do in order to get back on track, but it is not looking good for them right now, Noah. Yeah, and they've got some teams like Illinois State, UNI, really good teams um, that can dominate them thoroughly. Loyola still left on their schedule, so it's not going to be easy by any means. And they just need to get a couple wins, string them together, because they were looking pretty decent early on. And now, you know, things have really come off the rails in these last few weeks. Things have fallen apart, folks. So knock on wood that this team sorts it all out. The Drake women's volleyball team will head to Evansville, Indiana to face Evansville on Friday. Evansville is fourth in conference currently with the MVC record of 5-3 and three and an overall of 14-5. and five. Evansville was Drake's second conference matchup of the season where Drake fell 3-1. to one. So we are going to need to hope that they turn the season around if we have any aspirations of pushing through the conference tournament. All we need to do is hope. Inspirational words there from J.D. But we're going to hope for a better week next week in Drake Sports. We've got football, we've got soccer, we've got women's soccer, and then we've also got volleyball. So let's hope that all of our teams can improve as they head into the end of conference season. Let's have a good week in Drake Sports, folks. (laughs) 